0: This is episode 16 of the Te5 Podcast, brought to you by myself, Te5 Pharaoh. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Sergeant Smasher, who is a uh, up-and-coming mixer streamer and a veteran. Uh, he's going to share with us his experiences uh, being a veteran and how that's related to gaming as well as uh, help people understand uh, what it takes to get your stream off the ground, uh, streaming on Mixer. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Take care. Hey guys, this is episode 16 here. And On today's episode, I have a good friend of mine, Sergeant Smasher. Ah, uh, he is a mixer streamer, and um, he actually had had the pleasure of uh, having him play in the T5 Blackout tournament hosted by uh, Psycho, who's another one of our streamers. And I'm very happy to have him on this episode of the T5 podcast. And uh, he's going to talk with us about, uh, you know, obviously his experiences and in, in gaming and streaming and. Uh, helping uh, you know, new users and new streamers uh, on what to do when it comes to getting your stream off the ground and gaining some traction. So uh, welcome, uh, Sergeant. Um, let us know uh, a little bit about who you are, man.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, as far as for me, I'm just uh, the only child of my parents. Uh, a Puerto Rican background, but born in the U.S. and moved around a lot. So uh, gaming has basically been my thing since I was a kid, since uh, the, the NES. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what has kept me busy, kept me focused. It's all been about gaming since I was a kid and uh, all through school, high school, Never really did any sports because I'm short. So who wants a a short guy in their basketball How how tall are you? (laughs) I am 5'3". Wow,
0: yeah, that's short, man.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, even though I tried out for basketball or or whatever, or soccer, they always, you know, pick the the taller person, which, you know, it didn't bother me at all because at the end of the day, I I get to go home before they do play some video games and do other stuff that they don't probably get to do until late at night anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, t- talk to us about, you know, when did you get started in gaming? How long have you been gaming?
1: I've been gaming since I was a kid. I would say about some- somewhere around three or four because before I was even born, my – I remember my dad having the the NES, the Nintendo in- Entertainment System, and it seemed like his, uh, his favorite game to play at the time was Contra. I'm sorry, my son is
0: calling oh, that's me fine. Here. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, But his favorite game at the time apparently was Contra, and then um, as I started to mess around with the controllers and whatnot, then I got into contra as well. I got into um, all the Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, um, so on and so forth. And once he saw like how focused I was on on gaming, then it just blew up from there. He started getting me all the systems from then on: Super Nintendo, and sixty four, PlayStation, so on and so forth.
0: So. I guess were you predominantly a PlayStation or Xbox guy when you were growing up?
1: When I was growing up, it was PlayStation.
0: Yeah, um, I was kind of the same way, man. I played. I was. I was really a. I, I was like all anti Xbox. I was like, you know, PlayStation and everything. I played. I was with you know PlayStation one, two. Uh, I think it was when ps3 came out is when i ended up <clears throat> uh switching to the 360 and giving it a try man but i was always team playstation for the while until i finally played an xbox and then it was like you know i love the controller and, and the joystick up in the top left I, you know once you get used to that it's hard to go back to the playstation yeah, uh definitely. where it's positioned unless you, i guess unless you buy one of those new uh, scuff controllers and what do they have now but uh but yeah man uh That's, that's awesome. You know, I think one of the big things when, you know, we bring streamers onto this, onto the podcast, um, you know, for somebody like yourself, talk to us about, you know, kind of where you're at right now with, you know, followers, um, you know, just talk to us a little bit about how the journey's been um, getting to where you are now. Obviously you're, you're aspiring to be a partner with Mixer Uh, And I've been told from, you know, many other uh, streamers uh, that are either fans of yours or uh, friends with you that say that you're pretty much on track to get there at some point um, just due to the success you've been having. But just kind of, you know, talk to us a little about what, um, you know, what's been conspiring since uh, you started streaming up into where you are now.
1: Well, I uh, started playing – um, a lot of pa- uh, PUBG when it came when it came out, and um, I started seeing, you know, Shroud, Doctor Disrespect, and a few others, whether it was on YouTube, Twitch, or whatever other platform. And I'm like, okay, I've heard of PUBG. Let me go ahead and give it a try on the Xbox. And ever since I started playing it, it it was great. And then my my best friend from high school that uh, we kept in contact for years, and he just so happened to live in the same apartment building that I do. He's like, dude, you're a disabled army vet who's home all the time. Why don't you dedicate some of that time that you're playing into streaming as well? And uh, I was like, sure, why not? Let me give it a try. And started off with just my xbox one x project scorpio and not showing a you know a webcam or anything just straight gameplay and then that's when i started getting uh more and more followers whether it was people just coming in and watching or um being hosted by hype zone on mixer and this or... was
0: before before you had a web, uh the webcam right
1: yeah before i even had my whole setup that i have now
0: Good. So, so how much? I mean, just just to put it into perspective. How much success did you see prior to getting the webcam?
1: I saw a fairly decent success, but it. I, I noticed that for me, it was only getting me so far with the whole uh, streaming industry booming the way that it is now. Yeah, yeah. Like without without a webcam and without the cool overlays and stuff that. Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, it's only going to get you so far because then people are going to want to see more and see what what else can you create, what else you can do.
0: Tell me, though, how many followers? And uh, I, I guess wh- how many followers would you say? And then what was your average viewer count when, uh, b- prior to getting the webcam?
1: Um, prior to getting the webcam, average viewer count was like – anywhere between zero and five may, maybe less, uh, maybe zero and three. But then once I started getting, um, more and more followers and started adding all the other cool stuff, then I usually average out now four to 10. Okay. Also keep in mind, you know, I'm, I'm still growing. I'm only at 845 followers as of last night. Yeah. So and it's uh, it's still growing.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, you know, you're you're gonna bring a different perspective to our audience here, and you know, the people that are you know trying to get started in streaming because you know you're you're at the you know you're at the up and coming phase right now is what I would call it. Um, mm. Let's kind of segue straight into that though, since we're on the topic of just you know how you know things were when you were just getting started. Um, what exactly would you tell if, you know, if I was a first time, you know, streamer, you know, trying to, you know, I've only streamed a couple times, or maybe I've been streaming for on and off, just turning it on, but not really taking it seriously. What are just a couple tips of advice that you would give me, um, you know, to start seeing some, some results as far as followers and gaining viewer count?
1: Well, if you're just starting off and let's say you want to be serious about it. And start like everybody else that has started from zero. Just use your, your console and try to provide you know the best gameplay that, that you have and communicate with your, your chat, any viewers that you have. Now, if you, uh, let's say, for example, because uh, I've also done it, I'm sure others have done it, viewed your own uh, channel while you're playing. If you so happen to look at the viewer list and you see who's viewing you, don't call them out because that's just gonna make them want to leave. Usually uh, some somebody that's lurking in the channel, they all, all they want to do is lurk see your gameplay, see what kind of content you're gonna provide. They don't want to be called out and uh, then now, there goes your up. viewer.
0: <laughs> let, let me let me stop you there for a minute. So when you say calling them out, like you know just just saying hey, uh Chris Smith one two four like what's up is, is that what you're saying when you when you mean call it out just like you, you don't you shouldn't even acknowledge the people when you're when you're streaming
1: don't acknowledge them by by their by their username because they they may be one of those individuals that that are just lurking in your channel they just want to watch you yeah they don't they don't want to necessarily communicate with you just yet. You can just say, oh, welcome to my channel, uh, viewer, if you're just recently uh, joining us, um, playing PUBG, and go from there. But don't actually acknowledge them by their their username, because they're going to be like, probably, oh, they, they know that, that I'm here, and I'm just wanting to lurk and watch. I don't want to be um, communicating with them.
0: And so I've seen that happen a the- few times. You know, I don't know, like, I guess, I mean, I can see where some people might be like that. But, I like, I also know, like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to be, sh- you know, shouted out to. Do you not have any of those fans yet?
1: Yeah, I definitely have quite a few of those that come into the channel and, you know, they actually communicate with me and um, even give me pointers on um, whether it's my gameplay, my audio, my overlay. Yeah. And, I get, I give them a shout out or those that come in and just drop a host. I give them a shout out as well. Cause I know some of those that are hosting me are also up and coming streamers like myself that are trying to grind and trying to get to um, the next level.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, what, uh, I mean, is there any other advice starting out that you could give me,
1: uh, starting out console,
0: I mean, uh, yeah, just in general.
1: Try to play uh, games that are uh, usually featured on Hype Zone uh, if you're streaming on Mixer, for example. Yeah. So, you know, our, um, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, Blackout from uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, uh, Fortnite. That's a very big so, one. So, That's the, the high main views.
0: titles, basically the main titles.
1: Right, right. And any, anything that is, that is new um you'll you'll eventually get some some viewers some followers in even though they're not on on hype zone but if has a higher number of views because somebody else um popular may be playing and streaming it yeah more than likely you know those people are also going to want to come look at other channels besides um the 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 partners or or
0: whatever okay so you got to tell me, man, where I'm assuming, you know, I know you mentioned Dr. Disrespect and that you were a fan of his watching him. So sure, I'm sure you still watch him. Um, but your your little logo with the, you know, the, the army, the sergeant, uh, the hat, the sunglasses and the beard. I'm assuming that that was inspired b- b- from Dr. Disrespect's logo. Is that true or no?
1: I mean, before Dr. Disrespect, I I already had this sort of idea or logo for myself, but then after so long watching Dr. Disrespect and and all his great work, you know, that basically set me, okay, I kind of want to, you know, do it like this, but I don't want to also reflect on Dr. Disrespect either, Uh, so... I personally wear glasses, so I put shades on, on the guy. I'm always wearing a, my beard or goatee, so that's on there. And since I'm prior military, then I put on the beret there. The only thing different is that where my sergeant Insign- insignia is on, on the logo, that's actually supposed to be your, um, I believe, the, the company. No, not the company. I want to say uh, battalion or brigade insignia. And that's where it's supposed to be.
0: Okay, and and you've had a lot of you know good receptive you know a lot of your audience loves I'm sure loves that logo right?
1: Yeah, I mean even before um, getting to to where I'm at now, uh, when I just started out, I just go ahead. I just went ahead and did that logo quickly on my Samsung Galaxy Note Eight and slapped it on my profile and, and anybody that plays with me, they're like, Oh, that's a really nice gamer pick, or that's a really nice logo. I'm like, okay, then I'm sticking with this for a
0: while. (laughs) Would you say it's imperative for somebody that's just getting started? Do, Do they, do they need to get a logo pretty quickly? Is that something they should really prioritize or not so much?
1: I mean, um, if you're really being serious, I, I would say dedicate some kind of time to it because in the long run, people are going to, uh, more than likely recognize you at first by that logo and then recognize you later on by other stuff that you create.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that's super important. Um, you know, anytime you're trying to grow a brand, you know, that's what, that's what everybody's doing is a streamer. You're growing, your your personal brand and, um, you know, having a logo is a centerpiece of that. And, and, and I mean, guys that you're listening, just, just from listening to what he just explained. I mean, he, he took a few minutes on his phone and put together his, his, his simple logo. So, you know, you guys don't have to feel like, Oh, I got to go pay 300 bucks for some graphic designer to make me this fancy logo. I mean, sure. At some point when you're making it, you're killing it you know, you're going to step up your game and and your production level, of course, you know, go be, be, by all means, that's well money invested. But, you know, when you're getting started, just, you know, get something simple in place, even if it's just a text logo with your name on it, or, you know, a symbol or something, um, you know, you can get it made. And, uh, there's a lot of, I'm sure you've probably got some friends that do simple graphic design. Most people do, uh, to some extent, and they could probably make you something for free. So just keep that in mind as you're, um, you know, you're getting started and, and, uh, want to get your logo in place, which is in my opinion, still very, very important.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's so many apps on the phone that you can do this sort of thing on. You don't have to, if you're not, you know, tech savvy or anything, you don't have to worry about, uh, buying and downloading a Photoshop or something like that to your PC and, and, uh, kind of break your brain on trying to figure out how to make a logo, just simply download something on the phone and, and uh, if you have a little stylus, it makes it much easier.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Sergeant, I want you to um, kind of go into your your uh, you know your experience and your background in the military and kind of talk to us about how that's shaped uh, who you are. And I, and I think this is really important, and I, and I'm really happy to have you on if for anything else, specifically for this reason, um, you know, I think the veteran gaming community is so uh, underrated right now. Uh, and I think that it's it's a massive community that you know is kind of starting to to, to make a name for itself in, in a general sense. but um, you know i've I've had a bunch of veterans that have been a part of T5 and I'm very well aware that um, you know, it's, it's a big ordeal for, for veterans on a multitude of different reasons, rather that's just, you know, being in a, in a team environment or, you know, having ranks and responsibilities and things when, you know, the military was once that former, um, that former void, I guess of, you know, that that's missing now once you're out. Um, you know, so just talk to us about those experiences, but then kind of like, T- t- twist it into like how is it you know relating into gaming and like you know obviously all the aspects that you're involved with
1: all right definitely well I mean I I'm a six-year veteran I did three years active duty three years national guard for the army and I uh, started back in, in 2008 um, and coming already with the with a gaming background as I went through Uh, my years in the military, up the ranks, Um, I kid you not. You can go to almost any barracks room of any other soldier and you would see at least one gaming system in their room, whether it was Xbox, PlayStation, or some Nintendo uh, device. And um, it's uh, a little bit underrated. Yeah, I will say that. Because uh, there's so many of us that that play video games just to uh, kind of uh, either pass the time or you know distract ourselves from everything else going on yeah. outside of our door. Yeah, and uh, especially if you're overseas, I um, unfortunately didn't get a chance to go into a combat zone. Instead, I got sent out to, uh, South Korea, which was, uh, a great experience overall. I was only supposed to stay there for a year, but I extended for two and, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was great. The technical, uh, technological advances over there are awesome. And that's what, uh, mainly everybody over there did too. Um, besides of course the, the heavy drinking, uh, was play video games and explore South Korea.
0: So you lived in South Korea for two years. How long ago was this?
1: This was, uh, from 2008
0: to 2010. Oh, so it wasn't that long ago, man. Um, you know, and this was, was this, this was pre, uh, I guess, you know, the tensions. I know, obviously, North Korea and all that, that mess. That wasn't like that back then, was it?
1: Um, there were still some tensions, and but not as much as, uh, as we've seen in the past couple of years. Yeah but, yeah. but we did have moments where we basically had to wake up in the middle of the night. It could be, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and – Somebody's going up uh, down the hallway, through all of our barracks rooms, knocking on our doors, telling us to get up and get ready, and we have to get all of our stuff, all of our gear, weapons, mount up on trucks, and go to a specific, uh, a specific area. Because I was um, I was stationed, I believe it's like 20 miles or so from the border, up in Camp Casey, Camp Hovey, South Korea. Yeah. So, we weren't that far from the border of the north and south.
0: Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, obviously, things seem to have de-escalated, at least from what you should see on the news. But then again, it's like, how much stuff can you believe on the news nowadays? Yeah, um, that's
1: that's very true.
0: But, I mean, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 you go ahead, man.
1: But with all the, you know, all the structure and all the discipline and everything that, that I've gone in the military over the years, it, it also, you know, builds character at all. It also helped me to uh, set some rules and kind of like, um, you know, stick with it to, to progress in, in this uh, in streaming career that I want to take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you ever play Battlefield? You, are you a Battlefield player at all?
1: I was a Battlefield player, I believe, until uh, Battlefield Hardline. Since then, I haven't played another Battlefield. I've been strictly Call of Duty.
0: Did you ever play Milsim in Battlefield? Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, No, I don't recall.
0: So, Milsim is uh, military simulation. So, there's a community in the Battlefield world that uh, basically, like let's put it this way so battlefields consisted of your competitive community you got your casuals obviously you got the competitive community which are core competitive which is just you know straight up shooting you know going at it uh competing but then you have your MIL-SIM. so milson is basically th- these are like platoon like basically they're trying to mimic the military gotcha. uh, online so you know they have like legit ranks and like you know, there's a lot of strict rules. It's almost like a role play thing, you know, guys running up into a building and, you know, they got to clear it out all strategic, you know, like literally is mimicking the military and and usually these organizations are ran by, uh, former, uh, you know, military, uh, people. So I was just curious if, if that's something you'd ever done or not, but, um, you know, I, I don't know, like with me and veteran, uh, you know, gamers, um, I just I feel like there's a huge opportunity laying there for an organization to come up and really try to start some type of, rather it's a league or uh, you know an organization that's specifically centered around uh, veterans, uh, you know. And I, and I think there's a lot of good things that gaming can bring uh, to a mm-hmm. lot, of, especially with veterans that are you know suffering maybe things like p you know the PTSD or uh, any of those things when they're coming back, and just trying to give them that structure, you know, because obviously there's a lot of people that you know don't come back obviously, you know, very well as opposed to others. It just depends on your experiences, I guess. But um, you know, I just think having that environment and structure, and you know, putting that into a into a gaming perspective, where gaming's a lot, you know, means more than just playing it. Um, I, I think there's a huge opportunity sitting there for, uh, you know, somebody to really hit that space and uh, yeah. nobody's really done it yet.
1: Definitely. And it's funny that you, that you mentioned that uh, because I've, I've been following, uh, well, actually we have like a little, uh group chat on, on Twitter of us, just veterans. And, um, uh, this guy, he's a, he's a Marine and he's uh He's come across. Um, he says that it's um, a wealthy uh, military service member or a veteran that wanted to start out their, I guess, e- their own esports company or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just starting off on Twitter. They're they're called uh, Regiment GG, and I think they're gonna host a, a tournament or start off something in about. Two maybe three weeks or so. From so today. Um, no, no, no. This is something that they have been talking about and retweeting. They have the page up already. It's Regiment GG, um, but they're talking about doing a tournament here in a couple of weeks or so, okay. with with a free entry and twenty five hundred dollar prize pool.
0: Is this? I mean, do they got a pretty big community so far? Or what's that look like?
1: Um, so far, it looks like it's it's growing. It's growing. A lot of veterans are joining up on that um, right now, it's uh they're at twenty six hundred followers.
0: Do you know the? Uh, did you say this was a friend of yours, or do you know who owns it?
1: I don't know who personally owns it because um the marine that brought it up to everyone's attention. I guess he's a. Uh, He's gotten in contact with with this person, or this person has gotten in contact with them, since uh, he he does a lot of uh, getting in touch with veterans and bringing them together and whatnot. Yeah. And he, this person, reached out to the marine about it, and the marine just basically has been passing along all the information to us, and we're just oh, getting little bits. We've just been getting little bits and pieces here and there. About what's going on, it's a veteran-owned gaming community focused on uniting and supporting uh, all of a, all of us uh, veterans. Yeah, and it's just you know establishing now this year. So hopefully they, you know they they get big and show some real support for veterans in awesome. the gaming community.
0: Uh, well, that's it's, it's an organization I'm gonna have to reach out to and see if I can somehow help or collaborate with them. Um, all right. So, you know, Smasher at this point, you know, you, you've, have you you're, you're real good friends with Psycho, uh, which guys you're listening, you should go back to the episode where I interview Psycho. He's a mixer partner, a uh, big streamer with T5. Uh, he's, a, he's a very good friend of, of our guy here, Sergeant Smasher. Um, you know, what has that relationship been like for you in terms of like, you know, how long have you guys been friends? And I know you guys are playing together. I'm sure you host each other all the time, but you know, what has he meant to your I guess to your growth or your uh you know your ability now as a as a streamer today?
1: Well, we've been friends, I would say, for for just a couple months and um it all started off with me just scrolling through Mixer. And I just so happened to see his, um, you know, his old logo and uh, his name, Psycho Plays. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's a pretty interesting username. And he was playing, I believe, uh, Overwatch or something. And I just clicked on it. And I watched his stream, interacted with him. I've seen all the cool buttons and stuff that he does. And once we started playing uh, Call of Duty together, we basically hit it off from there. He told me, hey, you're a cool guy. I, I like playing with you. I'm going to go ahead and add you as a friend. Anytime that you're on and and you need somebody to play, let me know. And we'll, we'll squad up and play. And ever since then, it's just been what we like to call Psycho Smash. That's been the team.
0: Psycho Smash, yeah. Well, um, you know, I know you guys just recently played in our, our 2v2 Call of Duty Blackout tournament that Psycho did host. Uh, which was which, awesome. <laughs> which if you haven't – if he hasn't told you yet, um, Smasher, we're – uh, we're set to host another one on March 2nd, so a few weeks from now, uh, you'll have a chance to redeem yourself. And also, um, let's just talk about that event real quick, because that event, to me, was an amazing event on, for so many different reasons. Uh, but the first one being that I didn't realize how much like this, this group that Psycho was able to bring in of, of, of signups and players or how many of them were streamers, you know, like everybody was streaming just about. And I mean, how, and how everybody was so involved with the event, they were into it, you know, it went really well, it was smooth. We didn't have toxicity to deal with. I mean, I was admining the event along with my, uh, my co-admin careless, but um, you know, <sighs> that event really shed light on like a bunch of opportunities potential. I could see us taking, taking this thing. Um, cause I have, a, I have a good feeling like more cause you know, uh, this guy, great white, um, you know, he's, he's a big fan of yours. I guess he's a good friend of yours as well. Um, yep, he's a but, former
1: Marine a veteran.
0: Yeah. So he, he, he wanted to decide, he's like, Hey, uh, I want to host my own tournament as well, you know, just, just out of that. And I actually talked to him before me and you got on this episode. And uh, he's down. We're actually going to host a turn uh, one on the 23rd of February. So in two weeks, we're going to be hosting one for him. So it'll be another chance for you and Psycho to get in there and uh, and play as well. But I the, the reason I'm so excited about it, though, is like, for one, we could really make something special, I think, with just – the ring of streamers and the amount of attention we can draw and, and how we can, I think we can effectively grow this, uh, you know, these tournaments. And, you know, we may end up just turning it into a league, you know what I'm saying? A COD blackout league for T5 and kind of create a universal brand around it. And then obviously it's going to feature all you guys, all you big streamers, you know? And yeah, uh, definitely. I, you know, I was telling that to him and, and even psycho and they both see the, the potential in that. So, you know, we're going to run a couple more tournaments just kind of see how turnout is and see if we can't try to get this, uh, see the growth happening. Um, but that's probably where we're going to end up taking it is into a league format. And, um, you know, we'll have tournaments consistently and monthly basis and, you know, have have a big league around it. So, um. <clears throat> You know, like I said, I was real excited about that. Obviously, having you and Psycho playing together, that was huge. Um, you know, as far as, you know, tournaments and events and, and things of that nature, like, is that, you know, you know, obviously you playing in that, was that like your first main tournament you ever played in or have you been playing in a bunch of tournaments prior?
1: Yeah, that's the, the first, like, major tournament um, that I ever participated in. Um, cause prior to that, I think I only did, um, maybe one, uh, yeah, it was only one game battles, uh, sort of, um, not, it wasn't even a tournament. It was just somebody that wanted to play, I don't know if it was search and destroy or team deathmatch. Yeah. And, uh, the, the one time the guy didn't show up and the second one, the second one I, I lost. And then I haven't played, you know, anything, anything that's uh, a tournament like ever since. But what really got me into that was since I've been a longtime fan and customer of Activision, when they held the Call of Duty uh, World League in 2017 over here in Orlando, they emailed me directly. And they told me that they were coming here and they gave me free VIP pass for that whole weekend.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
1: For, and that was for. Uh, uh, was that to, the champs?
0: To... Was it, was it CWL champs?
1: Yeah, that uh, that weekend, Optic Gaming um, won the tournament.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I went to CWO champs last year in, in Columbus, Ohio, I drove up there um, that, and that was my first ever land experience and man, what, what, a what an event that was that it was, it was amazing. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a little bummed though, because like, I know if I go to, you know, most other land events, you know, I'm probably going to be, uh, let down a lot just, just due to the, to how big the CWL champs was. But, um, you know, I just <clears throat> kind of joke around with that, but you know, I, I was pissed off because Optic Gaming wasn't in it they got eliminated. That's, you know, the same World War Two, they got eliminated uh in the qualifying rounds. You know, I think like the, the day right before champs was supposed to start. And I drove, you know, I was up there to see them and, and, and I get there and I'm like, why aren't they on the schedule? And sure enough, you know, <laughs> they got like, eliminated. gone. And, and I'm like, no, no, you got to be shitting me. And, and literally like, <clears throat> I look up on Twitter and I, and I'm like, oh shit, man. You know, I'm like, I, I came up here and a drove, which you know, I, I still enjoyed the event, man. It was a great experience all in all. And I i do it again even if they weren't in it, but but uh but man, yeah, man, I was I was super let down. But yeah though this year, I don't know if you're keeping up with it, uh the CWO now dude, but Optic man, phew. They are a powerhouse now with Dash and, and T J. They're freaking Yeah, definitely freaking monsters. They're-
1: They're really monsters this this year.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to – they're going to be tough to be beaten, Um, which, you know, I know everyone was on that 100 Thieves hype train for a little bit, but, you know, they turned out to be a big bust lately. So, I know they made a couple roster changes. We'll see if that helps Nate shot out at all, (coughs) Um, which I don't know if you knew this either, um, but CWL Vegas, which just, you know, happened like a couple months ago, uh, T5 uh, Debro – uh, you know, actually went out there. He got the meet and aid shot, and, and uh, Hector Rodriguez, the owner of Optics, he met a bunch of the players too. I know he met Kenny, he met um, Karma, a bunch of those guys. So. Very nice. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Uh, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend who's looking to get into the gaming and esports space. And also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Please be sure to leave us a rating uh, to help us uh, grow and get this podcast more aware in the community so we can bring more value to people. And guys, your attention means everything to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And I hope you guys stay tuned for the next one. Take care.